right, what's up, guys? This is episode three of the what? You're echoing. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> That's okay. I was just watching Logan lick his dick. <laughs> yeah, my dog is disgusting. So this is the third episode of the No Kids and Three Money podcast. So thank you very much if you've been keeping up with us as till now i mean uh three episodes isn't huge but uh considering michelle didn't even want to do this before we did it i think that's pretty aight. i still don't <laughs> it's fun what do you mean fun we is subjective we get to, we get to sit here. here and shit talk and just drink what's bad about that we do this on the couch it's just recording us doing it on the couch the, yeah but it's recording us <laughs> yeah so <laughs> people want to hear what we have to say for some weird reason i don't even want to hear what i have to say <laughs> I talk to drown myself out. Yeah, that's fair. I drowned you out quite a bit, too. It's mutual. Yeah. 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 It's fine. I don't know. You get talking on about mm. any, like, in- ancient civilization going back to 600 and after a while. Oh, I, I just, just have fun facts every once in a while. They're not really fun. They're just facts. Yeah, I don't know I who that's... I retain any of them. I just, I have no space in my brain for it. I'm not saying I'm a super smart man, but I retain a lot of knowledge in here about useless things. Same. True, I guess. That's that's exactly my point. Fair. I mean, bored. but I don't I don't share all my useless facts with you. Why not? And then more people know. I guess. Spread but the my knowledge. useless facts are like things you don't give a shit about. Like I'm like this guitar or this amp or this piece of software or yeah you're right i don't give a shit yeah exactly yeah i'm sorry yeah like i remember i told you we needed another cable to do this and you're just like okay <laughs> <laughs> call long quit no <laughs> yeah i asked you to call them because i was driving and you were car. like no yeah I like, don't what know. do you mean this is all you have to ask for and you're like no no i just threw the phone on speaker and had you yell at the poor guy <laughs> yeah that poor man those people along McQuaid put up with a lot. Probably so muffled and all the wind blowing around and all you hear oh, is yeah, like Oh yeah, because the windows are definitely pieces. open for sure. Yep. I help. I don't do. I just help. <sighs> I mean, you didn't even help there though, really. I put the phone on speaker. Oh my god. We'll I could have just put phone. it through the car though. Yeah, for some reason you have a weird thing about that. Yeah, I don't like talking through the Bluetooth on cars. But I don't it's, know. It just it's, bothers um, me. Traffic. Oh, what's... You can't get caught for it. No, I know. I usually just don't answer the phone when I'm driving, though. Like, phone calls. Mm Mm-hmm. You don't answer phone calls regardless, though. Yeah, that's fair. Call you with a really important question, you just say, Yup. Okay, bye. And that's it. That's all you say. I'm just not a phone talker. I don't know. Yeah. Unless it's somebody I haven't seen in, like, forever. Like... You know, I just reconnected recently with a friend I had from early childhood. And, like, yeah, him and I were on the phone for, like, two hours. But also, like, we hadn't talked in fucking (laughs) 17 years. But you will talk on the phone is what you're saying. Yeah. Don't talk to me for 17 years. Then we'll have a good conversation on the phone. That's essentially what I'm saying. Deal. Okay. Sounds good. So, uh... One thing I wanted to just open with to talk about here, I almost told you this actually before we started recording, and then I was like, wait, no, 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 I want to save like your your reactions more so for I the, have been waiting with bated breath for the I podcast. Actually forgot. So uh Courtney Love came out yesterday. Nice. Yeah, exactly. That's literally <laughs> everybody's thought. Um so she came out yesterday, basically. There's two parts to this. So the first part was she was essentially saying like 
it's bullshit that everybody calls Dave Grohl the nicest guy in rock. He basically bullied me into signing over the Nirvana rights to him and uh, the bass player. And uh, yeah. And now she's saying she's going to go, she's going to try and like fight it in court to like get it reversed. It's an awful lot of talk for suspect number one on somebody's behalf. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. I totally agree. I don't think she's in any position to to scrutinize yeah for sure but also too like my my thought on it is like okay even if he did bully the shit out of you like fuck you he wrote the music yeah dead front man's wife doesn't hold more bar than dude who helped the guy write the music yeah i don't like her so it's (laughs) fine like fuck man in what world do you think it just it always brings me back to these like divorce settlements that are just like so fucking ridiculous like I, I think the latest one I remember was uh, Dr. Dre got divorced, and he's only worth at the time he was only worth like eight hundred and thirty million, and his wife in the divorce got eight hundred million. It seems unfair, but at the same time, like he could have said yes to the or like you know settled with that because he knows how fast he could make it back. I d- I doubt it. Like how the fuck do you settle on pretty it. much your entire fortune? 830 mil is what yeah. you have. She takes 800? That's absurd. Yeah, but keep in mind, she takes that money. She can't, she can't, re- like, what is she going to make money off of it? He keeps that 30 mil. He just reinvests in everybody he possibly can. No, but that's, yeah, but at the same time, you don't need 800 mil no, to live for the rest of your yeah. life. You could have given her fucking, you know, she could have got like 45 mil and that's even more than good. I'm now accepting donations for 1 million. Like, for fuck's sakes. Like, never written a beat in her life. <laughs> Fucking $800 million. Like, what do you need? You're a glorified housekeeper. You were a housewife. You didn't have a job. I want $800 million. Is he looking for a second wife? I don't know. He's, like, in his 50s, though. Mm-hmm. That means I might not have to divorce him. I could just wait till he dies. Is she going to leave me for Dre? Yeah. Wow. Rude. Look at all the... You can be my mistress. I never said I would be loyal to him. <laughs> That's fair. My goodness. I would take that because I would still definitely reap the benefits just... of you having that much money. Actually leave and never talk to you again? No, I'd be e-transferring you at least a million a week. Perfect. You know, because it's for the both of us. But, like, what would you tell him you spent it on if that was the case? What would you be like, babe, I need a million dollars a week for? Well, uh, I don't know. A car that I crashed the next day? Oops. You're just going to crash like a fucking... What car's even worth a million? You're going to crash like a Rolls Royce Rolls Royce every day? I mean, yeah. Yeah, but then you have to buy the car. Now I don't get that money. Or I can get him to buy me a ton of stuff and I can go return it. True, I guess. The man probably has so many things that like you're not going to notice something. No one's going to notice. And also, I'm sure if I give his, his accountant a little something on the side, money-wise, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure they'll keep quiet, too. Yeah, my point is just these divorce settlements in general that are. I know we kind of got off topic, so I brought up the Courtney Love thing, but yeah, no, just these. Get another perm. Okay, so the second the second part to this was that uh, she came out and basically tried saying that uh, Trent Reznor like sexually assaulting or like grooming basically like twelve year old girls, but she then follows it up to be like, uh, you know, only me and the other members of Whole witnessed this. Oh, bless her heart. She ran out of money. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. exactly my, <laughs> my thought. Because earlier in the week, actually, like this week before this came out, uh, 
there was like headlines about both of them because uh, there was an, an article about Dave Grohl that said that uh, him and the OG members of Nirvana have actually made new music recently. And then another one was uh, that him and Trent Reznor had made something together. So it's like, okay, that comes out, and then three days later, you drop all this? Like, fuck Too yourself. coincidental. I'm not one for, like, victim blaming, and, like, you know, I believe all women should be heard and all of that fun stuff, but... I will reiterate, fuck the right first off. subject to a man's death, suspect to a man's death, like... Is his wife, for <laughs> sure. If I died, it would 100% be you. Nobody else is going to kill me like that. Well, I wouldn't deny it. Yeah. But, yeah, so... I don't know. With the Trent Reznor thing, like I said, I'm not one to victim blame or not, you know, you can't not believe women. But at the same time, like, it's Trent Reznor. Like, this would have came out by now. Like, other people would know. Yeah, she's not too um, and she's reputable. Not, yeah, she's not credible at all. She's a fucking crack whore. A literal fucking famous crack whore. That's what you I are. I mean, I was going to disdain from the colorful words. I was just going to make fun of her perm. <laughs> Either way, she is disgusting. She's a funky looking lady. Like there's so there's South Oshawa hookers I would fuck before I'd fuck Courtney Love. Would you be able to tell the difference? No, probably not. Yeah. One of them probably is her, but Oops. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like I don't yeah, just ugh. Disgusting. But yeah, I just feel like with Trent Reznor, like this would have came out by now if it was true, because you know, way bigger and even way smaller names. Uh, besides Reznor, have have come out out of all this stuff. So, I mean, I I don't see any reason why his wouldn't if he was guilty of said thing. Because if it was, like, if you think about it, right, if it was 12-year-olds were talking that were, like, mid-90s, like, they'd be, like, our age, right? Yeah. Older than us, even. You know? And with all the Me Too shit that's gone on the past couple years, I highly doubt that that wouldn't have come out by now. This is all news to me. I don't keep up in the... uh music industry yeah that's news. why i wanted to save it for this though to get your opinion on it rather than talk about it beforehand yeah she sucks that's about it <laughs> not a fan never was never will be no you were never into uh hole like back in the no. back in high school or anything no not even nirvana a super unpopular opinion not big on nirvana yeah no I, I don't think that's insanely unpopular i've actually seen that opinion pop up a little more recently i'm not like a huge fan like they have some good tunes and i totally respect you know what they did for uh the genre and all that oh but yeah i have nothing against them i just I don't just, listen to yeah, them yeah not my bag yeah 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 i know i, I seem to th i feel like it's like Everyone has this mentality now where it's like, if you don't like something, that means you like absolutely fucking despise it. And it's like, no, nah, man, just like, it's just not my thing. Yeah, like, interests aren't olives. Yeah, so. you know, it's like, uh, well, I mean, fuck, you know, bringing the name of the podcast into the matter, like with kids, like you and I aren't too big on the idea of us having kids. And people always seem to take that as like, oh, they fucking hate children. Like they must hate being around children. It's like, no, that's not the case at all, man. I like kids. They're fun. But, uh, yeah. I like how they look perpetually drunk. <laughs> like toddlers and they don't and know shit. anything yet. And you can tell them anything. And they'll be like, oh, really? You're like, oh, shit. No, <laughs> don't, don't actually believe me. No, no, no. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, it's just, it, it always seems to just be one polar opposite or the other. But I think that also speaks to just everything in society now, too, right? It's like. You know, if you're not right wing, you're extremely left wing. And if you're not left wing, you're extremely right wing. 
It's like can't like there's nobody there's in the no middle. Sliding scale yeah, there's anymore. no there's one no one the in the other. middle or like middle slightly skewed to one side. Like no, that doesn't exist anymore. Like nothing. There's no gray. Everything's black and white. I guess circumstantial opinions aren't really a thing anymore. Yeah, for sure. Well, now too, right? This is probably the only time in history that I think you've seen uh you know, people won't talk to other people and shit because of their political views. Yeah, that stresses me out. It's like, oh, you think differently differently than me? Then fuck you. We can't be friends. Like, don't tell what do you mean? Just don't talk about it. Yeah. One of my really good buddies is like super Christian and very right wing, and like I'm an atheist he's and so pretty. Sweet. Yeah, and he's yeah. like the nicest dude. And him and I, when we found that out about each other, about how opposite we were, we literally just said to each other, "Okay, between the two of us, we will never talk about God and we will never talk about politics." And we've been friends for years, and it's never been an issue. Yeah. Like, it's just is what it is. Like, you can still enjoy the person regardless of what the fuck they, uh... I mean, unless it's something, like, insane, obviously. Oh, yeah, if you're like, all you wouldn't catch like me genocide be- or something. Yeah, like, you wouldn't like, catch me be being friends. friends with, like, a fucking Klansman <laughs> or some shit. Like, that's just... No, that wouldn't happen. But, uh, but yeah. I'm gonna go within, like... I'm not a religious person, but if it falls within, like, the Ten Commandments, like, hey, don't murder a guy or, like, don't, you know, stuff like that, they'll still be friends with you. Just don't, you know. Yeah, just don't tell me, like, being being gay is wrong or some shit. I I had this one girl on uh, Instagram for a while, too, and actually, like, I didn't know she was like this. And then, uh, like, during Pride Month, she was posting, like, all these fucking memes that were, like, anti-gay, anti-like same-sex marriage, anti-like, you know, same-gendered parent families, Anybody told her there's nothing she can do about it? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's always my thought too. Like, I don't know. It's just feel like feel free to have whatever opinions you want, but like, you can't. That. Like, what are you gonna do? I'm losing words on here. Here, yeah. like, you, there's nothing you can do about that. Like, the laws have already been changed. Like, for sure, and they've been changed for a little while now. So. Well, it's like Louis. It's like Louis C.K. Right? He has that one bit where he talks about gays and people opposing them. He basically, I'm probably going to butcher this, but he basically says, he's like, I just don't get why you'd be so against it. Like, do you hate, you know, fat people because they eat donuts and you choose not to eat donuts? Or he's like, you know, I could understand it if gays were like a fucking problem. You're going to eat your cereal in the morning. Two guys like touch dicks over your bowl. and Oh, fuck. Just trying to eat my fucking yeah, lucky charms here. <laughs> you know what way, I mean? So just yeah. let, it, let it, let them be. Let trying people to, be. Trying to go to the ATM, you're like, oh, there's always gay guys fucking at the ATM. I can't get in there. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That's not the case. So like, who fucking cares? Why do you give a shit? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's a weird lady. Yeah, Courtney Love. Sorry, we got way off topic, obviously. But yeah, I mean, oh, I was uh, referring to Instagram lady, but. Oh yeah, her. Yeah, yeah what sorry. A, yeah. What a strange. What a weird bird. That's, uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely have to keep me on track a bit. I, uh... For those who know me, know, like, I don't really smoke weed and shit, but I actually stopped oh, at the, Oh, I forgot uh, you did that. Yeah, I actually I'm stopped so... to, I stopped at the dispensary on the way home and decided, yeah, you know what? I haven't gotten high in a bit, so... I don't want to be the responsible Bought some one. weed and smoked a J before this. And now we're drinking. We're drinking some very nice summery drinks, actually. I was never really into these, like, more sweet end, uh, beverages... Oh, they've been but so they've good lately, they've been though. starting to grow on me, more so just because of the fact that, like, being a beer drinker, uh, you know, the shit sits really heavy. And with liquor, I just, I mean, you know me, babe. Like, with liquor, I just pound it. I can't, like, I don't just sit there and really, like, kind of sip on a drink. Like, I just, you know what I mean? If I Yeah, pour you're a, gross when you drink liquor. If I pour a drink, it's gone in, like, five minutes. Yeah. So, 
Uh, these are nice because I can kind of just sit here and sip on it. We're drinking the uh, Mike's Hard White Freezy, which is pretty bombs. It uh, literally tastes like a melted white freezy. Drinking Socialite. Shout out to Socialite if you ever want to sponsor me. Yeah, sponsor us, please. Mike's Hard, too. And then I'm also drinking one of these Twisted Teas, which I actually just tried for the first time. That's pretty bomb. I don't know. I find that the uh, the coolers and the mixed drinks have been a little bit better. They have been getting better, yeah, years. for sure. Um, I fuck you. Remember back in high school and it was Vax. like, and, you know, Vax and Bacardi Breezer is literally just like uh, drinking a slushy. And everyone's like, it tastes like orange oh my popsicle. god. And now when I drink it, it doesn't taste like orange popsicle anymore. It just tastes like a shitty mixed drink. Yeah, and it's just insane. Like I like sweet stuff, but it is just like oh, insanely yeah. sweet, like instant fucking gut rot. Is that mainly what you drank in high school? Like, what did you drink in high school? Um, well, it started off as coolers, because, like, before it was... Oh, no, the law. Um, before it was legal age, my mom would, you know, I'd go to the LCBO with her before a party, and we got, you know, I'd pick out whatever, but the rule was, um, I couldn't get, like, Mickey's or anything, because, like, I know, she knows I would overdo it. Yeah, for sure. So, I would pick out, like, coolers, and, and like, I wasn't really into beer yet, so it was, it was Vex. It was smeared yep. off. Um, Smirnoff is super gross now, and I can make it maybe halfway through one before I'm like, I would like to throw myself off a cliff. Yeah. Because it's, it was, it's like fake lemonade. For sure. It's yeah. awful. It was definitely the same for me when I first started drinking. I remember the same thing. I was probably like 12 or 13, and my, uh, same thing, like my dad would take me to the liquor store if I had like a friend who was like sleeping over for the night. It was like at the time it was usually my one buddy specifically and he was like a year or two older than me so my dad was like oh whatever but it was you know it's not like he was giving us enough to get absolutely annihilated like between the two like of us drinks, he, yeah. well, between the two of us he'd usually buy us like a six pack of like Bacardi breezers or like Smirnoff or something yeah. and yeah same thing that's mostly what I started on because yeah at the time I thought beer was like fucking disgusting yeah I wasn't big on it until um maybe like grade 12 I started getting into it I started like certain ones yeah, for sure. I enjoyed. I, mean, I, I, I drank liked. it, but like through high school. But I, I did more so like, uh, you know, uh, like liquor. Yeah. I like my mixed drinks. I yeah. Like by the time I was about sixteen, I, I was able to to get Mickey's. Yeah, I like it was my. Also so much easier to carry oh, around. Oh yeah. Clinking around in my backpack. <laughs> yeah, you didn't have a backpack. Because my mom full of noticed that. Pack. Yeah, my mom noticed yeah. that one day. I was getting ready to go. She bought me a bunch of coolers. They're in my backpack. Backpack. They're clinking around. She was like, "Oh, that sounds bad." Like. Well, what else can I do? So yeah. for a little bit, I was putting them in individual socks. No, oh, because if I got if I got booked and I was running away, I just hear just mm -hmm. like running down the road, <laughs> <laughs> just a bunch of drinks in this girl's backpack, and like that that was too much. I lost too many socks. My mom was pissed, and then she was like, "Oh, whatever, we'll buy you a Mickey, but if it's a if it's a glass one, we'll put it into a water bottle, and you bring it right. with you." So I wasn't clinking smart. around everywhere. <laughs> I mean, mind you, I started everything like really fucking early though yeah i did not i had a good childhood <laughs> i mean i still had a good childhood i just you didn't have a childhood are you kidding me what do you mean i didn't have a childhood every every story you tell me it just it sounds like you just skipped that part you went from baby to hey man let's drink <laughs> <laughs> yeah sounds about right but yeah i don't know man like i i i don't feel like it's super weird i feel like it was pretty average age for most people like I no it's weird <laughs> like I started drinking in yeah sixth or seventh grade uh that was the same grade I like smoked weed for the first time first time I smoked cigarette so first time I smoked a cigarette actually for sure was seventh grade I remember yeah that. I think it was in seventh or eighth 
Yeah, see, so I'm not fucking that weird. You're a little weird. I mean, I did some hard drugs pretty early in life. Yeah, but... that's that's fucking weird, man. That's uh, <laughs> that's not a childhood. <laughs> that's... I mean, I was, I think I had just turned 13 the first time I tried cocaine. Yeah, you went from baby to that. Like yeah. that's that's it. There was no. Yeah, I remember. I went to go visit. What a... childhood? I went to go visit a buddy. Also, so sorry, mom and dad, if you ever listen to this, but I'm sure you. Hi, won't. Linda. <laughs> but I'm sure you won't. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I was uh, I was 13. I went to visit my buddy who lived up in, well, I guess I shouldn't say where, but uh, he lived about 45 minutes from me. So anytime I'd go to visit him, I would usually stay up there the whole weekend. And this weekend when I went up, uh, they were having like a community center dance. Oh my God, you went to those? Oh yeah. I went to like two. Back in like, yeah, grade six, grade seven, I would and shit. Not, not by the time I got to like high school and stuff, but uh, so anyway, yeah, we were going to go. And we stopped at his cousin's house because his cousin lived, like, right around the corner from the community center it was at. And we went there because we were trying to buy weed because he sold drugs, obviously. So, <laughs> you're the look on your face right now. <laughs> what? He's telling me about his childhood right now. Okay, I was 13. That's, that's not your childhood. Ch- that's not childhood. That is childhood. Anyways, we went there to buy weed. Uh, we had already stole a pack of smokes from his dad because his dad would buy cartons of export A's. Um... Stop looking at me like that. I just want to look at you. <laughs> anyway, so we went there and bought weed. And while we were there buying weed, like, he broke out some blow and he did a line. And uh, he was like, you guys want to try this or whatever? I'm like, yeah, all right. Sorry, where is this man now? Oh, I have no idea. Yeah. 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 I mean, what do you expect? He was selling 13-year-olds weed and he was like 26. I'm not surprised he also offered us coke. <laughs> like... <laughs> I met this friend. Where is this friend now? Oh, yeah. I still talk to him. Oh. Yeah. I won't say his name, obviously. He doesn't have kids, I does definitely he? definitely still talk to him. Oh uh, I think he has one. But oh, he's no. Actually, <laughs> but he's actually... No, he's actually a good dad. Rough, I, I don't know. A lot of the time you find, like, rough upbringings actually bring out the best in people usually when they get Yeah, older. because they're like, hey, don't do all of these things that I did. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. It gives you life lessons. That's why I didn't have, like, a super crazy... Uh, like, early 20s phase. Like, yeah. yeah, obviously I went out to bars and drank and shit, and, like, yeah, maybe I had, like, out of my early 20s, maybe I had, like, a little less than a year when I went, like, really wild at bars and shit. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I mean, you know, I got a lot of that out of the way when I was a teenager. You know, every my house was the place everyone hung out at, and, uh, you know, we all smoked weed, we all drank and stuff. My parents were chill because their mindset was always like, well, they're doing it right here on the front porch. I know where they are. I know they're safe. You know what I mean? I'm still not saying it's, like, a great thing that happened, but at the same time, it was a ton of fun. Like, you know, you couldn't walk past my house any day, really, with less than usually, you know, 10 people on my fucking front porch just chilling. Christ, we had, like, living room furniture. Like, we had couches and shit up there <laughs> and, like, tables, and we just all chill. I don't know. I didn't do as much in high school because I, I was in, like, way too many sports. Sports? I do not see you being sporty at this point in your life. Well, now, absolutely not. I'm, um, busy. But no, in, in high school, I, uh, well, even a little bit before high school, I was I was on a lot of teams, and I, I played a lot of sports, so that took up a lot of my time. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, uh, I didn't play sports in high school. I played some sports in uh, elementary, though. Like, I remember... 
uh, what was it? Well, I played soccer until I was probably like 10 or 11. What did you play? I play. I was a goalkeeper. Aww, Actually, dude. I started out. I started out as a defenseman, and then I played goal. Oh, I never played soccer. That's the one sport I never. I never did for some reason. I just. I wasn't. Yeah. I don't know why. I just. I just never wanted to play soccer as a kid. Yeah. No. I was. I think it was more so that uh, you know my folks weren't super well off, and soccer was realistically like the cheapest thing to put you in. Yeah. Because you literally only had to buy, like, you know, shin pads and then cleats. And I think the enrollment fee was, like, 70 bucks for the yeah, year. Yeah, because they give you the jerseys and yeah. everything. Um, same thing with baseball. When I played baseball, because, like, you know, I didn't have to buy my own bat, didn't have to buy a ball, didn't have yeah. to buy a helmet. That's They were all kept in that big gray box at every diamond, yep. right? So the only thing I needed to buy was... Um, like, cleats. Yeah, it, yeah. if even. Right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the main reason my folks put me in soccer because I did really want to play hockey. I mean, all, like I, most of my friends were hockey kids when yeah. I was a kid. They and some of them were really good. Like some of them were like double, triple A and shit. So I played a lot of hockey for a long time, and what I did to get into it, like my parents didn't buy me all of the equipment right off the bat. Um, same thing with the baseball diamonds. They have communal utility rooms right. where you just go in, you find your size, and you rent it out. But it fucking stinks. Oh, I'm sure it's it does. It's so gross. Yeah. And, like, what my parents did was when I first started in hockey, I was, like, 11. And what they did was, you know, I played for a year on House League. And as, obviously, I was super into it. So, like, every yeah. here and there, they would buy my own piece of equipment for me. So I would have to use the utility room less and less and less until yeah, for it took sure. about two years to have a full set of equipment. And then I did the worst thing a parent could ever imagine. What? I became a goalie. <laughs> yeah. <It was> just <laughs> financial <ruin>. parents <laughs> tried to talk me out of it for yeah, like six months. Because they knew. Months. They knew all the pads yeah. and shit. Like, so but it, I was expensive. really good at it. And yeah, I was also yeah. the only one on the team that was dumb enough to be like, yeah, I got hit in the face. Yeah, I mean, uh, being a goalkeeper in soccer was great. I had to buy the same equipment I did as a defenseman because usually nine times out of ten, like, the coach had goalie gloves and shit, yeah. so I didn't have to buy shit. But I think, yeah, it was more so that, uh, that that's pretty much why my folks didn't put me in hockey, though. It was just, for sure, it was just too it expensive. It gets expensive. Like, even I remember even the enrollment fee was, like, it was, like, 450 or, like, 500 bucks or something. Yeah, rep is, a, like, when I when I played rep, it was, it was that expensive, but there was um, the house league one i was on was like similar to like what they have now the timbits one yeah yeah but it was um it was called something else at the time and i mean like i managed to get in with like yeah like 50 or 60 bucks whatever but we only got to play once a week yeah and one practice a week so that that enrollment fee and everything only covered ice time for two hours a week I mean, to be fair, I'm sure, like, you know, my parents could have found all this out, but they just, like, they weren't going to spend the time. I don't know how my it. parents, no, the the corner house on my street, um, all of their kids played ice sports, so we got a little bit of info from them, and my parents talked to their parents, and they, they drove me to a couple um, of their kids' games so I could take a look at, so I could take a look right. at it before I started. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, it was fun. I shouldn't have, I... I miss hockey. Yeah, I would have liked to have played hockey because then, you know, I would know how to skate, which I still don't at 30. So, so. my dad, hi Bill, <laughs> at like 50 years old or like just before he was 50, um, I, my brother and I were in ice sports. So my dad one day just wakes up one morning and he's like, I don't know how to skate. And we're like, yeah, we know. And he's <laughs> like, no, parent, yeah. but 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go join a class, and I'm gonna learn how to skate. This man, this this fully grown adult male, signs up for a learn how to skate class, and he's the only adult. <laughs> and we had to go to his practices and watch Dad learn how to skate with a bunch of tiny children and a very wobbly Bill on the ice. And when he finally got the hang of it, we we started going to to the free skate nights because he was very he was so proud of himself. I mean, I would be too. I tried skating, I think, twice, and I was so goddamn embarrassed because I was just like, just do what Bill did. Oh my god, I was like, be you know, the only hug- adult. I was like <laughs> hugging the boards, obviously, and then I'd have like fucking seven-year-olds blowing past me and shit, and yeah. So I never learned how to skate. Still don't. You can still you can you can join a class. It's it's only like a three-week class. Yeah, I know, but like I also have a bad back and a shitty knee, and I don't know. Might not be the best Those idea. are just excuses. Come on. Just like yeah, escape. Also, wrong, the exercise might help that. True. Just pull a bill. Be a fully grown adult man learning how to skate around a bunch of children and fall even worse than them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And hold on to the boards for dear life while smiling and waving at the rest of your family while we're totally supporting you. <laughs> what is your problem? Fucking dog is just sitting right in front of me, just staring at me. Yeah, let's go skating. Yeah, I have, okay. I have asked Chris to go skating with me for six years now, and we still haven't gone. Because I don't fucking know how to do it. But if you don't, you gotta try. You gotta, that's how you learn. You gotta do. You know me. I'm usually pretty not fucking afraid of most things. We'll go to a place that has boards so you can hold on to them. I don't know what it is. Just anything like... Now that I've gotten to this age, anything, like, super physical, like, I just, uh, like, I don't want to fuck myself up. Because I always, I, I guess now that I'm older, right, like, I have a career and shit, I always think about it, I'm like, man, if I, like, you know, if I fucking break my hand and now I can't work for fucking six to eight weeks, I, like, what, I gotta call my boss and be like, yeah, I broke my hand skating, I'm sorry, I gotta go to work, like, I, I can't come to work anymore. The good news about your job now is that if you break your hand, you can still go into work, you're just gonna be put on light duties. I mean, I guess, but, you know, I still have to cook at points. I still have to cut things. Yeah, I have a mutual agreement with my staff as well. Like, if I break a hand, um, like, you guys would be doing everything just short of wiping me. Like, (laughs) I'm going to need a lot of help. Yeah, I guess. But it's only for six weeks, six to eight weeks. For sure. It's like, what, two months? So, hang on, we were talking about high school then, so, because this made me think of it, um... Like, what... Okay, so you think it's super weird that I tried everything so goddamn early. Yeah. So what time... Like, how old are you when you tried everything, then? I'm painfully average. Like, I started drinking at, like, uh, 14, I think. That's, like, a year older than me. Yeah, 14. Um, I don't know. Uh, oh, weed came at the same time as cigarettes. Like, I think grade 8. Yeah, so in grade 8, you're, like, 13 years old. Yeah, I didn't do hard drugs until I was, like, 16, 17. So? You did everything else at the same age I did, almost. Yeah, that's a discerning factor, though. I had a childhood. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> I still had a childhood. Jesus Christ. Make it sound like my upbringing was, like, so goddamn depressing and dark. My folks were great. Like, they weren't super involved people, don't get me wrong. But at the same time, like, we still did stuff together. We still took a vacation every so often. You know, they still shared interests with me at points. 
they weren't like crazy involved. Like I think you just get skewed by the sense that you know Michelle and I are pretty opposite family wise. Like her family is very involved. They spend lots. We love of, spending time yeah, together. They we spend love lots doing things of time together. together. Yeah. They always do things together. My family was just never like that. I had a sister who was fucking nine years older than me. And as much as, yeah, we hung out quite a bit at one point, you know what I mean? We just aged so much faster, right? You're a decade older than somebody. Yeah. And then same with my folks, right? My folks had me pretty late and shit, so. I think it's also different because I'm the oldest, so we yeah, still you had got to, to do experience, Yeah, you got to experience when your folks were still young. You know what I mean? Not, like, no, that's not what I meant. I mean, like, because my brother's six years younger, we were still doing a lot of things yeah, that yeah, to try and entertain them age and, group, yeah, right? For so sure. I think that's why... I remember, you know, growing up as like also, well, my family's really involved, but like as involved as we were because we had to do things that pertain to like all of the age groups of my siblings as opposed yeah, to for just sure. I was the youngest one and my folks were already pretty old when they had me. Yeah. Like, you know, by the time I was fucking 15, my parents were like 50. Yeah, my brother's in the same boat as <laughs> you, know, you, right? Because so he's the youngest and my, yeah. my parents started a little bit late with me. Yeah. So it, uh, yeah, you know what I mean? I think it just comes down to that. I'm in no way ever saying that my folks were bad parents or anything. No, neither am I. But they just, uh, yeah, you know, it was just different upbringings. Your family was, yeah. you know, disgustingly close. and we just Disgustingly close? <laughs> we are very delightfully close. I'm not saying I have any problem with your family. Your family are all great. But it just, I don't know. I guess it seems weird to me how close you guys are just because my family wasn't that close. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, know I just, I just can't thing. under, I just can't understand it. Cause That's I don't really understand how your family is like. So distant. Yeah. I don't think I'd be able to Well, I mean, we're that. not distant. I still talk to my folks almost every day. Me and my dad will go for coffee yeah. once a week. You know, we're just not, you know. Oh, I go to my parents' house more than once a week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and you're there, and you're there for there. like hours. Yeah, because I like to be there. We end up doing stuff or I hang out in the backyard with my dad or like my mom and I will like go shopping or like go grocery shopping. I totally did that today. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I it, like contrastly different. Like, it just, yeah, totally different. Yeah. But also, too, I don't know. My folks, like, my folks were always so chill about everything that I was into. Always. You know what I mean? Even being a fucking 14-year-old goth kid wearing fucking eyeliner and all sorts of shit. Like, I'd be grocery shopping with my dad, and I'd be like... Dad, I need eyeliner. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just and like, he'd and he'd buy it. it. He would fucking buy it, man. He would put it in the cart. He's I mean, like, that's what you're into. Go for same it. Same like, with my parents, but I'm a lady. But you're a girl. Yeah. It's way different. Yeah. I did get grounded from makeup once. I will definitely give my dad huge, huge, well, my mom too, I guess, but, you know, more so my dad, like, especially considering the generation he came from. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, born in 54 fucking immigrant parents like you know what i mean considering all of those things my dad was very liberal so is my dad surprisingly same thing yeah same circumstances I foreign guess. even parents. i would say even your dad a little more so because your dad actually like spoke speaks the language and you know what i mean he's still very involved with your grandmother and all that my dad was very yeah. my dad like understood polish but he didn't really speak it much um and then you know he moved out same age i did like when he was 18 yeah um and he he wasn't close with his father at all uh he was close with his stepdad but not oh my dad came from a really close family as well like both of his parents super close to both of them yeah like, super see, close to it's his a sisters. generational thing it pa yeah. passes down right and my folks just weren't like that same with my mom i don't think her like 
I get well, her and her folks were pretty close, I guess, because my mom was also the youngest mm-hmm. by like a lot. Like she has a sister who's like fucking twenty years older than her. Um or did rather, I guess. Sorry. My uh, I totally forgot my aunt passed away not long ago. Well, if she's twenty years older than your mom, I'd be really worried if she was still alive. <laughs> I mean, she, yeah, she was pretty old. She was uh, pushing 90, I'm pretty sure. She had a really good run. I mean, 90s, like, my grandmother's 91. She's still going hard, but yeah, still, sure. like, that's... It's a good life. It's a good... It's you a had a, You had life, a really good... Yeah. You had a really good run, you know? And, uh, but yeah, so, I don't know. I guess, uh, you know, we kind of just got to the root of that problem, right? It just gets passed down from generation, yeah. right? And, uh, but at the same time, too, like... I don't feel I would pass that down now. Like, I feel like if, you know, if we had a kid at all someday, which I doubt, but if we did, you know, I feel like we would probably be pretty close. Oh, man, if one of my siblings has a kid, you know I'm going to be there every day. Yeah, that I don't doubt that's my family. For sure. Just different strokes, you know? Yeah. That's why I said I find it odd that your your family's so close because I'm just I guess because I'm just not used to that or anything. I mean, some of them get on my nerves every once in a while, but I'm still gonna spend like as much time with them as I can because I love them. Fair enough. I mean, plus two though, all like not even just my immediate family, but my extended family too, right? Like I just like I'm not fucking close with my extended family at all. Like I talk to yeah, I talk to a few people on my dad's side, couple cousins and stuff like that, and they're awesome. Um, but my mom's side, like basically zero contact i have like one cousin i think i I talk to him maybe twice a year because he's also like a musician and stuff but other than that i got uncles and shit i haven't seen in 16 years i interact with my dad's family more frequently with my mom's family but i get along with both just the same like with my mom's family well like with my cousins yeah like with my cousins on my dad's side i i interact with them uh very frequently but the, my cousins on my mom's side, it's not as frequent because they're they're older and they got more of their life together. Right. And but when I do see them, it's like, it, it's almost like I haven't talked to them for in forever. Yeah. yeah. But we that's the thing to be close again. to be close to anybody. Really, you need that distance. Oh no, man! My cousin messages me every single day. Yeah. And I still respond every single day. <laughs> Fair enough. Hi, Matthew. <laughs> So, you know, we were talking about high school, so I think let's get back to that. So, you know, I asked you, when did you start doing everything in high school and stuff like that? Were you, uh, were you a good student in high school? Did you get no. good grades? No. no. Yeah, me either. I was really good at math and art. Yeah, I was terrible in everything except uh, English and uh, music. Oh, I was bad at English. I was bad at music. Oh, no. Yeah, I was really good at English and music. Oh, I mean, that kind of speaks to how we are now, right? Yeah. I'm a musician. I'm a musician. I write stuff. You, you're a visual artist, and you like weird facts and statistics and stuff like that. So yeah, kind of factors in. I like math. So yeah, I mean, I wasn't a good student either. I failed a lot of shit. I was really surprised that I fucking graduated on time. It was like barely though. Like I passed like probably my last two years of high school. Other than you know the two subjects I just said, it was like. I'd be passing with like a 55 and shit or like maybe a 60 if I was lucky. I almost didn't graduate off of a technicality. Yeah, I remember you telling me this. Yeah, Yeah. apparently um, my grade 11 math course of data management, um, when I was in grade 12, they revoked that as a math credit somehow. But in data management, you learned about... um, um, Oh, I don't know what it's called in math terms, but but you learned about like uh, like 
percentages and how things will grow over a set like time mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it was really interesting. And that's why I chose that course because it was math and it was useful. Also the guy teaching my math course, like the math teacher was also a real estate agent. So mm-hmm. he put all of these formulas into real life terms that we could use. So like we're sitting there calculating like how to pay off a mortgage and like how to pay off a finance and everything. And like, what's Christ, the difference between like an interest rate? And I'm sorry. Stuff I'm like sorry. That. Hold on. How old are you at this time? How old are you in grade 11? And you're fucking checking out interest rates and mortgage. Well, okay, only because my teacher was also a real estate agent in the summertime. So every formula that he was teaching us, he took that formula that was in written to that class and he was like, oh, this is how you can use this formula in real life instead of just being like, hey, memorize the formula. Fair enough. So yeah. it was a math course, but when I was in grade 12, um, academic resource decided like, nah, that's not math because we don't like the way this guy's teaching it. Apparently they've actually uh, they brought that back now. I just saw an article the other day that apparently I can't remember what grade it was, but some type of high school math curriculum is supposed to include now like paying off debt and mortgages. Yeah, that's how I learned how to finances and all that stuff. Like when I got my first car to finance it, I knew exactly what was going on and what to say no to and everything and what would add more to it. Yeah, for sure. What I what I should actually pay off and what I shouldn't tack on to it and pay off for nothing. Yeah, like you always see people doing shit like that too, right? Like you see people who have like a fuck ton of money, but then they still like won't buy their house outright. Like, they'll pay the mortgage every month. Anyway, uh, let's take a pee break, though, because I just downed two of these fucking tall pee cans, break. and oh, I super have to Oh, do I have, have to pee to in the bathroom that doesn't have the working light? You sure do. We don't live in... No, okay, we don't so live before in we cellar, go for this pee, big, pee break, let me just preface that by saying... Uh, yeah, we have one bathroom that doesn't have a working light right now. We can't find the light bulb. Like, it's such a weird light bulb. Yeah, because our apartment is super stupid, and they used these weird, like, pronged light bulbs. But it's not the common ones you find. That aren't just, like, normal screw-in bulbs. So you have to, like, find them, and then even when you do, it's, like, $14 for a light bulb. So we haven't replaced it in a while, because it's our second bathroom. We don't really use it, to be honest. It's the cat's bathroom. (laughs) The cat's litter box is in there, and then obviously, (laughs) like, when we have people over, they use it, but that's really about it. Well, no one, yeah. And obviously no one's really been over lately, so, yeah. Okay, pee break, though. All right, I think we are back. Yeah, we are. Okay, good. I just wanted to make sure because there was no count in. I forgot I had the monitors off. My face is warm. Yeah, me too. We've been drinking a fair bit, which is nice. A fair bit? Oh, yeah, we have. Yeah, it's okay. We both have the day off tomorrow. It's fine. I mean, you've had the day off for a while, but, you know. You know what I mean. Life is hard. So we were talking about high school, so I wanted to get into a bit about for people who may not know us or, you know, even reliving it is pretty funny. Uh, like what uh, like what bands were you into in high school? What, was you, what were you listening to? Depends. Like what point in high school, right? Because high school is such a... Okay, you know, so let's well, start with you know, grade nine, yeah, I guess. Yeah, start at the beginning. Yeah. Um, grade nine was pretty much mostly whatever I was into in grade eight. So like Green Day. Radio Rock, whatever my dad was listening to, Super Trooper for some reason, way too hard, way too hard into that, Um, (laughs) uh, you know, just stuff like that, and then grade 10, I started branching off into (laughs) industrial metal, (laughs) 
Which See, wasn't so great. I'm going to interject here for a quick sec because I always find it super fucking weird because, like, I'm a huge Nine Inch Nails fan, and I always find it super weird that you love industrial music, but you don't like Nine Inch Nails. I don't know. I just never really got into it. But I'm one of those people that I, I let the fans ruin something for me. Like, if there's a bunch of fans of something and I can't stand them, I won't consume that product. I mean, yeah, that's fair. But, like, Nine Inch Nails and, like, Trent Reznor Yeah, no, I didn't like those kids. So good. Those kids sucked. Wasn't so a fan. Yeah. yeah, but, like, we're older now. You should give them another oh, chance. Oh, yeah, I'm sure I can give them a chance now and like them. But, like, in high school, I just, meh. So, yeah, I started getting into, like, super industrial metal, and that was weird. And then from there, I branched off into things like, oh, no, like, Demi Borgir, Necrophagist, and... Necrophagist, yeah. Oh, that's, re- that's how you say it? far as i know yeah oh i've only ever like read it and tried I know, to say I always it thought i was necrophagist and then i heard somebody necrophagist? I, I can't remember who it was but i saw somebody in an interview who's like pretty reputable in the industry oh say and they said it right and now you just and sat there like, for a oh, second what the fuck <laughs> did you have one of those moments where you sit back and you're like oh crap i said that word so many times it's like it's like uh i don't know there's a couple like that right like oceano or oceano Sepultura or Sepultura was yeah, one I struggled um, with for a long time. Acacia strain or acacia strain. I say acacia. Right. Because yeah. I, I don't know. It's easier on the aca- mouth. Yeah, I always say acacia. But yeah, after after that, um, after that phase went on, then I started getting into like more in the way of like uh shit. Oh God, I don't know. Tart. Um ooh, tart. Uh I don't know. Then I guess I started branching off. Okay, we're not... Like, my scene phase was a hot second, and that was really confusing, and that's actually what got me into a little more metalcore. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Yeah. because it started with, like, the... When autotune was, like, everyone's favorite thing, and then they threw that into... Like, abandon all ships, like, early asking Alexander. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what branched into, like... See, yeah, I I super... I super never got into that. I basically went straight from... uh, with high school, I went basically straight. Fr- I started with like just super gothy stuff, so like Marilyn Manson and him. Terrible. Uh, Ramstein. Not so terrible. S- stuff like that, and then uh, branched more into like kind of what you said. Like I started listening to a lot of like Dimu and fucking Slayer and Anthrax and all that kind of shit. The very first song I heard of like I guess like it's mathcore, but like into that genre was Milk Lizard. Oh, yeah, by uh, Dillinger. Yeah, that yeah. was the first song I listened to of that, like, branch into that genre. And right. from there, I just, I flourished. Yeah, yeah, see, for me, it was weird. Like I said, I was uh, I was really into, like, you know, sli- like, real metal, quote, unquote, fucking. Oh, like, I like Slipknot. Who doesn't children like of, Children of both. Yeah, like, the closest, like, me- Yeah, the closest, like, metal core kind of thing I liked was, like, Lamb of God um, and stuff like that. Maybe, like, As I Lay Dying. Um I actually didn't start getting into more of the hardcore side of things until probably my senior year in high school, actually. Um, And even then, it was on the very heavier side of hardcore, like, you know, Suicide Silence and like like bands that just had small, small hardcore influences. Yeah. you know, more on the deathcore side of shit, like Suicide Silence and Carnifex and Chelsea Grin and that kind of stuff. It was still pretty like metal. yeah, it wasn't actually until, like, really after high school I started getting more into, like, Every Time I Die and mm-hmm. Maylene and the Sons of Disaster and Comeback Kid and Terror and all that kind of stuff. And because uh, I remember, yeah, you know, being a stupid 
15 year old you know i heard every time i die like hot damn album where he does a lot of those like really whiny highs and i was like this is fucking gay we all went through a phase you of know? that and be like this i hate gay. cleans yeah <laughs> this is gay yeah i'm not gonna listen to this sounds so whiny and pussy yeah we all went through that uh, every single one of us anybody who denies it you're fucking lying yeah for sure we all did that 100 percent. Oof, i did that but then when it, it was like when once i started getting into hardcore it went like you know full tilt basically yeah um you know still a lot of hardcore bands i absolutely fucking love like every time i die it's my favorite band um there's a lot of newer hardcore bands that are so fucking good i remember in high school there was a kid that was super into this one band and he tried to push it so hard do you remember the bunny the bear no, and I don't how, remember that. Okay, I'm so sorry. If anybody on this earth likes them, like, R.I.P. Um, they were horrendous. They yeah. were terrible. I could not... Oh, I still I still think about it every once in a while and how much I hate them. And I'm sure they're a lot... Well, that band doesn't exist anymore, but I'm sure these, these guys are a lot better now. But, like, you made a huge mistake. Please never <laughs> do that again. But that was... A, so a lot of that earlier uh, kind of math quarry stuff was, like, I, I usually define it personally as like spastic hardcore. So like Dillinger was obviously a lot like that too. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, a lot of those like number 12 looks like you. Oh man, I forgot like, about them. Those kinds of bands, right? I wow. was always like, it's like spastic hardcore. And the first time you listen to this, listen to it, you're like, oh man, this is so fucking sick. And then if you revisit it, like even now, like I like the chariot, but even like revisiting like the chariots, like really early stuff. I'm just like this sounds like fucking dog shit. Everybody, like, everything sounds like it this. was recorded on a like a Nokia flip phone in yeah, a garage. Yeah, and like especially me too, being a musician and being someone who does like recording and producing and stuff like that. Like, I listen to stuff now that has like terrible production value, and I just like I can't do it. I can't listen to like even a whole track. Yeah, like there's a lot of even like I love Norma Jean, but there's like early Norma Jean stuff that like I cannot fucking listen to it because I can't stand their production value. Yeah, uh, it just sounds so, fucking garbage. Get on the topic of high school. What did you look like in high school? Oh man, I mean you know this. I know you're bringing this up for the viewers. I sake. love this. Oh, it's so bad. It's so, awful. I mean, it wasn't all of high school. It was like grade nine and probably I would say half of grade ten is when I looked like this. Um, yeah, I was super, like, as goth as you could fucking get, man. Like, you know, worshipped Marilyn Manson, wore eyeliner and eyeshadow, dyed my hair black, wore fishnets on my arms, fucking all sorts Any of shit. Any nicknames wore, like, that were kicking around wore, for like, yourself? platforms <laughs> and, uh, you know, platform boots and all sorts of crazy shit. A million chains, trip pants, the whole nine Everybody yards. had trip pants. I had trip pants. I only had one pair of trip pants. Everybody I, only had one pair, and you yeah, wore it every day. They were and they so fucking, fucking expensive. Yeah. they were so goddamn expensive. Like I only had the one pair I had because I actually got them from a friend of mine. I remember uh, my she grandma bought, bought mine. Oh, that's surprising. Ooh, that's a but story. Surprisingly, it was actually it was a friend of mine who was a chick, and she, had, she but she bought a pair of guys. And then she didn't want them anymore, so she uh, she sold them to me. I think for like you know twenty or thirty bucks. And at the time, like those were like hundred and twenty. Yeah, they were pants, expensive. Right? Like they were fucking pricey. They still make those, actually. Eh? Like they're harder to cut. You basically have to the just company go to still their exists. website. Yeah. yeah, you just have to go to their website. But yeah, well, rave culture is still a thing, right? Yeah, they, for sure. You know, people yeah. are gonna buy that shit with the with the suspenders well, on. Well, also, too, goth is coming back hard as fuck, right? It like, is in its own weird way. All you hear about now is fucking. I want a big titty goth girlfriend. Like, you know what I mean? It's a big thing right now. 
I mean, I got lucky. I got I I got one. So fuck all y'all. But what? Michelle's I'm nothing po- to write home Michelle's, about. Michelle's pointing at her chest like she doesn't have nice boobs, which is okay. We're not. Let's get off the topic <laughs> of this. Thanks very much. You know, my boobs are of nobody else's concern but my own. But yeah, I, so I had a pair of trip pants as well. <laughs> yeah. And my grandma bought them for me. So I was at yep. the mall with my grandma. And my grandma, for whatever reason, this is my mom's mom. Yeah. yeah for yeah. whatever reason, my grandma fucking loved to just just bother the shit out of you. Like it that was her favorite thing to do. Like I had a Backstreet Boys CD once and I was looking at the back of it. I got it for Christmas, and my grandma comes over onto my shoulder and she's like, Which one do you think is the prettiest? And I felt on the spot, so I just picked a random one. She was like, That's the ugliest one. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my god, what am I gonna do? Was. I was like twelve. So anyways What? Oh, you would have been younger than twelve, first of all. Backstreet Boys was like Oh yeah, I guess I was younger than that because I had an NSYNC like, t shirt in grade four. Like Either way, anyways, it was their black and blue album. I was really excited about it. Whatever. So my grandma, I was at the mall with my grandma. For whatever reason, I was just spending the day with her. I think my mom was tired of me, so she was like, go go, go to grandma's. Yeah. You know, get out of that my hair. Sense. So I was at the mall with her, and she was um, <laughs> she was getting her hair done. I had to like wait for her to get her hair done, her little old lady haircut. And the, um, the curlers. It br- blew my mind that she got her hair dyed. Because she was gray, so she got it dyed white, so she didn't look gray. She just looked platinum. I had my own questions. And Randy River was still in the Pickering Town Center. Oh, fuck, yeah. And I, I remember was, we passed... I'm so happy you brought that up. Yeah, we passed... They sold trip pants. Yep. And we passed by it, and I was like, ah, these fucking pants, you know, mom won't let me wear them. She thinks they're not... She thinks her, my mom makes up weird excuses when she doesn't want us to do things. Yep. She'd be like, oh, they're not flattering, so don't wear them. As opposed to like... Yo, I just don't want my kid walking around in that weird shit. For sure. So I was telling my grandma, I was like, yeah, mom says they're not flattering. And I guess that hit a nerve with my grandmother. And she was like, excuse me? She (laughs) She told you they weren't flattering? Okay, my daughter's a piece of shit. Now you're getting these pants. (laughs) So my grandma bought, like, I tried them on. She bought me these pair, this pair of pants. And they were the most god awful things. They were so, like, looking back on it, they were ugly as shit. They were, they were black with a white stitching and, like, the <sighs> so crisscross nice. suspenders yep. at the yep. back. And, like, they were super large. A million, large. like, D hooks on them. Oh, man. Yeah. I made Zippers so much and noise. Shit. And you know what I fucking did? I was so excited. I wore those pants out of the store. I took oh, the tag sure. off. We paid for them. I never took the pants off. I walked home in those, and my mom was like, what the fuck? And, like, Grandma bought me these. Yeah. So she let me keep them because Grandma bought them for me. I remember, uh when I got my trip pants because yeah they had like a million D hooks for you to like hang shit on right so and then I bought this like uh, I don't even fucking remember where I got it I got this like this fucking mismatched like spider web of chains and it had like locks on it Spencer's used to sell those sets yeah and it had like it had like fucking padlocks on it and shit and I just attached that shit to the front of my fucking trip pants I was the most baller ass motherfucker you would have thought I was so goddamn hot in high school don't even probably not but okay wow love you love you now rude love you now you know what say like I'm not saying that obviously I uh did super well in high school with girls. Oh, I look busted. But considering how I dressed and my apparel. That's what everybody goes for, right? They go for the genre of person. That's they don't care exactly if you're hot. They're just like, you're wearing yeah. the stuff I like. I'm going to That was it. You. Like, I didn't do crazy well, but I did pretty fucking well considering how I dressed and, and you know, what I was into. So, you know what? Say what you want about it, but. Yeah, uh, I can rag on you now. But, yeah, no, you're, you're not wrong. In high school, would have been like, who's that guy? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And, like. 
Because in high school, yeah, you only go for like what the person has. You don't look for you go for style. What their mama gave them, like that doesn't matter. Yeah, I remember. Like, I mean, fuck. In my high school, it's not like I was the only one. Like in my high school, there was a pretty big. Uh, well, I say pretty big in retrospect, but uh, you know, there was a fair-sized group of uh, goth and emo kids that hung out together and metal kids. In my high school, the goth, uh, the goth kids, it wasn't, it wasn't major, but the scene kids. Yeah. yeah. Holy See, ours cow. was the opposite. Actually, there was actually a lot more goth kids than there was scene. Yeah. Kids. yeah. Mine was all scene, like everything. Everybody was, everybody wanted to be a goddamn scene queen, and like yeah. if there was one that went to another high school, you were fucking friends with that kid. <laughs> yeah. Like it didn't matter. <laughs> for sure i uh yeah we didn't have a lot of scene kids uh we had a lot of goth kids but we all kind of hung out together anyway uh we didn't really necessarily all like listen to the same music but we definitely all hung out together like i would say at all of us there was probably a good group of between metal and scene kids and goth kids that all hung out together there's probably a good you know 30 or 40 of us yeah i mean not much obviously in retrospect of a school that was like my high school was huge it was 2,000 kids yeah, mine wasn't that big. But, uh, you know, for 30 or 40 of us to kind of have a group is good. Because, you know, most high school... I remember when my sister was in high school, right? Because she's fucking a decade older than me. I remember dropping her off at school. You see the goth kids out front. It was literally a group of, like, five kids. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that was my it. high school. There was, like, five or six of them. Yeah. And they all wore the same things every day. And you goddamn know for that sure. shit didn't get washed. Yeah. yeah, definitely not. Yeah, we had... A, but there was a lot mismatched in that group, too. Like, yeah. We had... So, we had goth kids we had scene kids there was like straight metal heads like dudes who just listened to just like fucking Megadeth and, and metal yeah. yeah exactly um there was also like cru- there was like too. crust punks too like you know yeah. dudes who smelled like actually fucking horrific but all they listened to was like gbh and like yeah cock sparers and shit but yeah yeah, I went through a scene phase pretty fucking hard in high school. At a very brief scene phase. Like, Oof. legitimately, I would have to say it was, like, maybe two or three weeks. Because it was basically, like, <laughs> I heard, like, the used first album. And I was just like, this is the fucking best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> and that was pretty much it. I still love that album. Their self-titled. It's so good. But, uh, but yeah, that was pretty much it. And then uh, just... But I was really only, like, super goth, like I said, for grade 9 and maybe half of grade 10. And then I kind of... Well, you dropped tra- it because it was lame? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that was part of it, but... That was all I of it. I just grew out of it, you know what I mean? Yeah, everybody grows out and of then, phases. Uh, and then I just basically went to being just, like, kind of a metalhead. Uh, like, I just listened to, like, Slayer and stuff. So I'd wear, like, you know, ripped jeans and yeah. just fucking Slayer t-shirts, and that was about it. Uh, I went through a weird kind of preppy phase at one point because I actually got like a seasonal job at uh, like Aeropostal, which like if you don't know, it's basically like an American Eagle. Um, And I got a huge discount on the clothes when I worked there. How high was your collar? Oh, fuck. It was bad. Uh, I had a couple of polos. Actually, I'm pretty sure the uniform for there was you had to wear a red polo. Most most places, like, you have to wear something with their brand on, like American Yeah, you Eagle do. That's why we got mad discounts yeah. on it, right? So, like, like it was legitimately, uh, I think we got 35% off everything. But then once a month, they would have one specific outfit that you could get for, like, if you were staff, you got, like, 60% off yeah, or something. Kind of like the people at Foot Locker, right? Like, they have yeah. to have clean shoes on. Yeah, for sure. Fuck, I would kill to... I wish I could get a job at Foot Locker just for, like, once a week or something. You know what I mean? Just to get some nice Jordans for, like, fuck all. (laughs) It'd be so nice for me to work places. They they wouldn't fucking hire me. Yeah, I remember... uh, It's funny when you get to this age, too, and you become, like, kind of overqualified for shit, too. Like, I remember... 
working in one of my restaurant jobs, but it was only part time. But I was trying to hold out because full time there meant you got like benefits and shit, and the pay was really good hourly. But anyway, so it was only part time though, so I was trying to find a another part time job. But I wanted to find something that was, you know, super like I could kind of turn my brain off to, mm-hmm. because even though this job was part time, it required a lot of uh, like intellectual because we, you know, we built all the menus and specials. Everything was from scratch. So I was like. The other job I want to find, I just want to be able to kind of turn my brain off and make money. And I remember I applied at a fucking Starbucks that was like across the street from my work. And they looked at my, the manager looked at my resume when I gave it to him. And he was just like, man, I can't hire you. I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean you can't hire me? He's like, you're way too overqualified. He's like, you've been a chef for like fucking five years and shit. Like, I'm going to have you making fucking Frappuccinos. I have the... The opposite. And I, and I was like, well, fuck, man. I, exactly. I'm a chef. Like, just let a man make some fucking frappuccinos. I, like, what's the problem? I have the opposite. I am absolutely underqualified for every job that I, even retail jobs at this point. Sure, I guess. Cause well, when they see my resume, they're like going to be like, years, right? are you, though? Or are you just a skid? Yeah, yeah. Are you an actual tattoo artist or are you just like tattoo your buddies? Like, in nobody the believes me. So. Yeah. Well, also, you mentioned that before too, right? Like people will come into the shop and be like, "So, what do you want to like do when you grow up?" <laughs> yeah, people come in and they're like, "Oh, like, um, yeah, like, what, what job are you looking at getting into? Are you looking at going to school?" And I'm just kind of looking at them, like, "What do you think I fucking do all day? Like, <laughs> I run this place. What am I doing place. right now? Yeah. Like, do you, what you you want to do this? Yeah. No, please, probably not. Try. Yeah, that's, that's always the funny thing, right? People will always shit on. Uh, you know, jobs they know nothing about, right? It's, it's, it's like it's even me too, right? You know, you know how many fucking people have said to me over the years, like, oh, I could fucking cook. Yeah? Okay. Fucking get in here and have fun, buddy. Yeah. You know? Fucking cook a 200-person well, like yeah, night. There's a difference between, like, cooking dinner for your family and then cooking dinner in a professional setting and for that amount of people. Same thing with my job. There's a difference between, like, hey, I drew this thing and I put it on the wall. It looks really cool. And I'm proud of you. I like how you like it. But, like... Yeah. Do this on a time constrict constriction yeah. and make it permanent and perfect every single time. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's a little make it, there's make a difference. It good, yeah. Make it good enough for people to pay you hundreds of dollars for yeah. it. Yeah. You know? I mean, I didn't say I started, I'm not going to say I started out great. I started out like shit. Everyone but, does. Yeah. I don't know. Everyone I just does. tricked enough people into letting me work on them until I got good. Fuck. My, <laughs> fir- my first job cooking was, uh, and I was surprised I even got this high of a position. It was a, a restaurant was just having a job fair, and my dad was like, you need a fucking job, so Ooh, go. Dad's in jobs. So I went to the job fair, and it was a, it was a Shoeless Joe's that was opening. And uh, I was like, oh, you know, I don't have any experience in restaurants, so I'm sure I'll just get, like, you know, fucking, you know, dishwasher, basically. Busboy or something. And uh, But the guy actually hired me as a fryer cook. And, you know, still nothing glamorous, but still a lot higher than I thought I would get. So I'm just cooking, like, you know, chicken fingers and wings and fries and onion rings and shit all night. <clears throat> but there was nights. Holy fuck. Like, I remember she list shows. They, it was every Thursday, I think it was. It was, like, half-price wings. Holy fuck. Like, there was six deep fryers there, and, like, I'd have them all full for, like, four hours straight. And, uh, yeah. And, you know, I'd fuck up, like, wings and shit, right? Yeah. It's the same thing. You make a shitty drawing. Yeah, when I worked at Burger King, that was a constant thing. Like, it was never ending. There was no, like, lunch rush or dinner rush. It was just always fucking busy. Yeah. Yeah. It was fucking brutal. I did not last. No? No, I got... (laughs) I caught the mumps and they fired me. (laughs) Yeah, I've definitely gotten fired for a couple things. Like, I remember... uh, 
<clears throat> I was working one place. I won't name because it's still around, and I actually do like the food there and shit. There's just it was just a shitty situation that happened, but uh, I fucking dislocated my knee. I was on crutches for I think four to six weeks, and uh, and basically when I came back, they had dropped me to like one shift a week, and then oh. I came back for like two weeks, so basically two shifts, and it was like at the end of the second shift, the chef was like. Hey man, can I uh, talk to you for a sec at the end of my shift? And he's like, Yeah, I'm gonna have to let you go. <laughs> hey man, can you fuck off forever? <laughs> can you fuck off because you fucked off on us already for like six weeks? Yeah. <laughs> so people can't really get away with that shit now, though. Labor laws are pretty intense now. Yeah, there's and not people a... are aware, and people are like employers know that like people are aware of the labor laws now. You know what I mean? I think uh, places are legally obligated to educate you on them now, aren't I, they? I don't know about that. I don't know. But I know, like, way more people are educated on them now than ever were. And nine times out of ten, it's because it's usually people like us, right, who have who've gone through some bullshit industries mm-hmm. where they fucking just abuse the labor. Like, r- the restaurant industry fucking, you know, seven, eight years ago, disgusting. Yeah. The amount of fucking labor laws that so many owners and managers would break. Yeah. Um, and you know, but at the same time, it makes those lifers get, uh, you know, get wise to it and, you know, teach the new ones coming up that, you know, you don't have to fucking put up with this bullshit, dude. That's good because there's a lot that. Yeah, for sure. Jesus Christ. Like before I got in the industry I'm in now, like, you know, when was the fucking last time you knew I had a weekend off? Yeah. (laughs) it'll take some adjusting too because now we're dealing with uh, the difference between I don't want to do this because I don't want to versus I don't want to do this because it's dangerous yeah Yeah, for sure and there's going to be a little bit of a I'm going to have to even that out and figure that out definitely but uh, I don't know I think it's coming to a good place now as far as uh, but also too the other issue is like you know we have like nobody getting into cooking anymore I mean Tattoos, I feel, to be a little different. It's a little. We little have more too art- many people trying to get into it. Yeah, right it's now. a lot more artistic. You know what I mean? Like yeah. as much as cooking is a is an art, it's still you know it's still you got to put in your fucking time, man. You got to go fucking dig the trenches and. Same work. thing with my industry, but some people come in just expecting like, oh, I I'm halfway through my apprenticeship and I got let go. Like I'll just open up my own shop. Fuck everybody else, and then their quality, yeah. and then the the quality of everything just looks like it drops because now you have all these. Shops rolling around with people that don't know what they're doing, just making, yeah, I mean, it's not destroying people. It's not quite to that point in cooking. Like, don't get me wrong, there is definitely the 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 certain circumstances that I've seen where it was just basically like, like I know one dude in particular where it was basically like he finished culinary school and his parents were so rich that like literally the week after his graduation, like they just bought him a fucking restaurant. I know a girl like that, and industry as well. That definitely happens for sure. Yeah. But uh, for the most part, it's just, and, you know, I can't really say I blame kids nowadays. You know, why do you want to go slug it out working fucking 14, 16-hour days? You know, it's hot as fuck. It's mentally exhausting. You're getting fucking yelled at most of the time. And you have to be perfect and make, like, next to minimum wage. Yeah, but at the same time, like, then you decide when it's time to go and branch off. Not, like, you just feel like you deserve you should do that. No, for sure. But I just mean that's that's probably the reason more so for people not coming into the industry. Yeah. You know, they see that and they're like, why the fuck would I do that? And to be honest, yeah, unless you're somebody who's insanely passionate about yeah. food, why the fuck would you put up with that? Yeah. Especially now when you have fucking, you know, 14-year-olds being millionaires off of YouTube and shit. Now, don't get me wrong. 
that shit is incredibly rare. Like, no one should really aspire to do that because that's fucking insane. I mean, it's great to be like, yeah, I wish I could get rich off of just doing YouTube or a podcast like this, for example. Yeah. But if that's your main goal, like, it's, yeah, it's good to be motivated. But, you know, you have to realize how insanely rare that is, you know? Even with music, right? Like, I make music still, and I still drop albums and music videos and all sorts of stuff. But, you know, I'm fucking 30 years old, too. I realize that, like, yeah, I'm probably not going to get fucking big off this. But at the same time, I just absolutely love fucking doing it. Yeah. You do what you like, and you never work a day in your life. That's it. Or you have a bad day, and you want to quit, but that doesn't feel the same. You don't feel the same the next day. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. I would love to quit my fucking day job and just be able to do music full time. Whether that be producing or writing or whatever it is. Yeah. Just something to do with music. But, you know, it's just not realistic anymore. Back in the day, you could quit and be in a shitty local band and still make enough money to, like, at least live. Like, maybe not super comfortably, but you could at least, you know, feed yourself and have a roof over over your head, head, you know? Now that's just, like, fucking completely unattainable. Yeah. Unless you get some, like, crazy stardom. Like, I remember seeing tons of articles written about guys who I even thought were, like, pretty well off in in the industry and in the genre and finding out they still work like day jobs when they're not on tour and i was just like holy shit like i saw that about uh probably the biggest one i saw that about was actually like despised icon yeah and the guy was saying like yeah most of them work like fucking day jobs when they're not on tour gotta do something right it's like holy shit like i thought yeah but i just mean you know, in my mind, I thought, like, oh, those guys have, like, made it. You know what I mean? Like, they're fucking big. Like, they, you know, sell out the opera house. Like, you know, they're good. Yeah. And then you find out, like, nah, dude still, like, goes works the fucking desk job when they're not on tour. They're busy. <laughs> like, it sucks. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think we're probably good to end there. We're at an hour and ten minutes. So. I really have to go to the bathroom. Again? We just stopped half an hour ago I for a I am little... Yeah, that's true. You have a, a really small person. I mean, I have a shitty bladder too. But oh my gosh, yeah, you do. <laughs> Every time we get somewhere, I have to go to the bathroom. Yeah, I'm terrible in long car rides. I'm not even. Oh lie. my gosh, we make so many stops. It's fine. I enjoy sightseeing. Yeah, that's fair. I don't sightsee the bathroom with Chris, but I sightsee outside of the bathroom, and there's usually something interesting going on. For sure. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning into episode three. We love you very much, as we always say. Uh, we will continue to do this as long as somebody keeps listening. And even if not, I mean, Michelle and I just like sitting here and talking shit. Yeah, so. our voices will forever be in the void, whether you, whether you like it or not. <laughs> for sure. But thank you guys so much. Y'all have a great day, and we'll see you for episode four. Bye. Oh, I have three kids and no money. Thank you.